Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, this one might as well be called the Mid-Leaf Meltdown. Four games in, and Leafs Nation is in absolute shambles. What's going on? It's James from Offside, riding with my guy Dylan and my boy Pete the Heat. How are you? Check their handles on the screen. We are proudly brought to you by our friends over at Boxing Rock Brewing Co. The absolute big beer for the big game. Guys, before we jump into the Leafs talk and all the hockey talk, I want to do something special here. I don't usually do personal stuff on here, but I want to give a shout out to my wife. This weekend is the last weddings of our season. It has literally been almost three years of weddings in one year. So we have been flat out and the stuff that she has done and pumped out. I just want to say a special thank you to her because there's so much that goes into it and her doing all of that allows me to do this stuff here and be able to have more time to do my stuff. So thank you to her. I know she's not watching, but I definitely want to put that out there. Cause yeah, it's been a long, long wedding season and she's ass. let's go, but let's get into but. this here. Mm-mm. I don't know if you guys have been around the old Leafs Nation pond since the old Arizona debacle, but you would swear it's game 82 and we just missed the playoffs the way the Leafs Twitter is so fun right now, guys. I I love reading it right I now. People you, losing their minds. Losing it. If you you're over on TikTok, you don't see it as much. No, no, You no. get some comments, but you don't see it in a vacuum like you do on Twitter. But Leafs Nation, guys, I put up a graphic, and you both have probably seen it by now. Last year in four games, the Leafs were 2-1-1. and They would not win another game until their eighth game of the season. They were 2-4-1 and before they won their next game. So calm down. Here's my rule of thumb, guys. Wait for 10 games. Why do I say that? Because by the 10-game mark, the Leafs were back to 500. Oh, and by the way, last season, same thing. Oh, and the season before that, same thing. Every season that they started in October, I'm not talking about that COVID crazy Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But it's season. so frustrating that this team hasn't learned to win at the start of the season. You'd think they, at some point, would be like, all right, boys, come on, let's, let's figure this out. Let's win these easy games. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what it is. But at the same time, the Arizona game, the Leafs had already played Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. St. Louis is playing their second game really? tonight. No way. Kind of the Leafs have already well, played four games. Rest right now? I Like, even so, like, they should have. I don't blame you on rest. I'm just saying, come on. Like, it's just frustrating to see. I don't know. It's just frustrating the to see. The first half of the first period dominated them. They were, oh my like they God. were on a power play for the first half. And then they stopped Dude, seeing, I, They couldn't put the they got, What did it, they end up with shots at the end of the first period? Less I think it was end. nine something. Yeah, brutal. Nine. Yeah, well, listen, Pete, I'm just saying, you look at the schedules of some other teams, they get it easier to start out. And oh. the Leafs get easier in the tail end. Okay, easier by load. Okay, never mind. I was by load, say, not by yeah, but I was just opponent mm. by load because Toronto's schedule by matrix of whatever you think teams will finish as Montreal bottom feeder, Ottawa middle bottom feeder, Arizona bottom feeder, Washington's old. You know, should be points in the bank, but should be should be. Should but there's there's three things I've learned at the start of this season, boys, and that's one: if the Leafs are the heavy favorite. Bet the other they team. Won't. Bet the other team. If, that's that's a lesson for the entirety listen, of your I got two more boys. If example, Nick Ritchie, former leaf. If there's a former leaf on the other team, bet him to score. Easy money. 
Yeah, James. And if, the, if the Vancouver Canucks are up by two goals or more, you bet the other team. <laughs> yeah, that's it right there. Pete was hammering the money line the other night. By yes, the way, yes, sir. Dylan, I will take full credit for Nick Ritchie's goal. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I told you. Had to it's say the it. thing. It's the thing. Hashtag prediction season works in lots of different ways. Some days. But listen, there's always at least one or two things that are right. No, but that, even a squirrel finds them not every once in a while. So, a blind funny. squirrel. That game but, was just so yeah. frustrating. Like I, I was screaming at my television. We and got I had, the milkhead. Yeah, we did. Not once, but twice now. And like, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're not scoring. It's two nothing. I'm gonna go upstairs and play video games." I came downstairs and they scored. They tied it up, and I come back down and. Arizona scores. I was just like, okay, I'm I'm totally done with this. I'm done. I quit. I quit being a Leafs fan, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. So, See you never. So I either have to leave the room, and your wife has to come into the room, or I I don't know really know what's going on. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's none of that. It's just so pure coincidence for me on that thing that it's just so funny that it it literally happens so often. Even Clark knows he's been on lives when it's happened. Yeah, and laughing his ass off. So, um. <laughs> We did, though. We got Vimelka again. We got Vimelka last year. Yep. Okay? There are just teams. By the way, guys, don't know if you know this, but the Leafs haven't beaten the Arizona Coyotes in Toronto since 2002. Regulation okay? win. That's so regulation if you're an organized – well, well, when did they play them in the playoffs? Huh. I, I meant like – oh, so like if the Leafs beat them in did overtime, we beat them in which OT I think they recently? might have. What's that? I don't think we only got OT points. They haven't lost in regulation since O2 is what the stat was, I'm pretty sure. Still, still so, silly. Yeah, pretty, yeah I know. Not that, it's that, ridiculous. If you're holding on to that stat as an organization, though, it's pretty sad Like to consider but like every, looking at Dylan, their success. Every organization has one of those. They do. It's sad. And it's sad that it's against us, to be honest. Do you want to hear this one? The Toronto Maple Leafs would get dummied in the early 2000s by the Ottawa bad Senators. They weren't the greatest team. They would make the playoffs, but they would get absolutely dummied. Then the playoffs would come around and Toronto would wipe the floor with them. You know, so weird things happen. It just, it's hockey. There goes a beer. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) But yeah, weird things happen, and that's just the way it shakes out. The Leafs go ahead and get the Malkud. They looked like they fell asleep, like you said, after the first 15 minutes. They thought they had it on cruise control. They didn't. But, guys, something I did call the last episode has come to serious fruition. The power play without a shot. The power play has gone silent. The entire game? The entire game. They didn't have a single power play shot. Oh, shot, no. Uh, oh, I want to fight this one because in the game, I actually saw a shot and they didn't count it. And I was like, what, like, what is going on? And it was a rebound. Even still, even a shot. I know, I know. That's I know. fine. That's great. I'm glad they got a shot, but where's the goals? That's gross. I know. I know. That is great. Yeah. James called it. Ladies and gentlemen, James from offside. Unbelievable <laughs> prediction season. <laughs> Shut up, Dylan. Right, no, I'm being you know, serious. That's crazy. Like it, it it's awesome. it's gross over the fact that it they're is. looking for the absolute perfect play. Just shoot the puck on the net. And that's yeah. why I'm excited for Nick Robertson. Hello, Nicky Bobby on power play unit number two, because Bobby he's doing Bennett. what his brother did. Just firing the puck from any which angle he can. He is. He is. I'm pumped for this game tomorrow. I cannot wait. I cannot wait because I'll be at the game. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Um, that that that's an exciting young squad too in Dallas. Um, I I'm excited yeah. to see what happens and the battle of the Robertson Bros. Yeah, Jason Robertson, Robertson coming bro. off a big contract. It, how's he doing so far? I know they're three uh, and zero, right? Yeah, they're three and zero with. Oh, I want to see. Uh, Ottinger has let in four goals, maybe. Maybe less. And it's I, like fifty. He's saved like fifty of fifty-four, I think, or it might even be lower than that. But still, his his save percentage is insane right now. They might be a wagon it's, this year. 
Dallas is looking good too, but to to to, fit, to put a little bow on the uh, the Arizona game, there was some good that came out of it. John Tavares, nine hundred points on his points. career, mm-hmm. absolutely uh, stunning career. Um, you look at the uh, the situation room on the glove pass, tip pass, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. There, there's a hundred different ways that you can carve that one. Unfortunately, it uh, didn't go didn't go the way the Leafs uh, wanted it to. What do you guys think? Just gut reaction. No, prob- no big thing on it. Whether the goal should have or shouldn't have counted, we shouldn't even be caring about it because the Leafs should have put in at least five goals against this team. The only reason it's a big deal is because it would have tied the game with less than a minute. I it doesn't matter to me. This the Leafs should have beat the Yotes. Yeah, but like, I would. Like if you want my opinion, I think it's a. I think it was a good goal. It touched off. Uh, who was it? Clayton Keller. I think it hit his skate right. So, in the, does that negate the the hand? Apparently, pass? he didn't have control of the. He didn't have so control or possession. It, of it. He has to have control of the puck possession wise to negate the hand so, pass. So, if the puck hits off my body, drops on the the ice, what then? That means it's still. The puck you have like to hot control of it, I guess. Actual so control. Are you saying if you're if are you saying if, if your team is to Keller. pick it up after? You're if Clayton I'm Keller? Clayton Keller and the puck hits off my chest, hits the ice. Is that puck still live for a, a hand pass? Yes, he didn't have yeah. possession of it. Okay. Yeah, okay. possession of the puck. Control possession. Gotcha. Then, it's a, then it's a hand pass. My my only gut reaction to that was the slashing to the hand. That that was my biggest problem. With, not, and unfortunately, with and that's that, that's what I was with you. I was with you on that. It's not reviewable. No, and it's not. But the play that we had was reviewable. So I I was really tossed up about that. The more and more I, I wish the coach's challenge, it, by the way, was a full scope thing. Yes, yes. An actual. You want to challenge something? You want to put a penalty on the line? You can challenge one play. You want to challenge it? Go ahead. Yeah. Um. But. Like, obviously, I was frustrated about it because it would have tied the game, yes. But uh, in the end, I've looked at it more, and I I think they did get it right, unfortunately. Yep, no, it is what it is. The other thing that came out of the game was Sheldon Keefe, yet again, slamming his star players, um, walked it back a little today. I don't think he walked it back. I think he more or less just let everyone know that he talked to the players because the media and fans run with things so freaking hard that – even him saying that gets construed into the fact that he's lost the room. The players don't respect him. Oh, he's just going on a tangent because he knows he's not going to be here. So he nipped it in the butt and then he had to talk about it because the media is so freaking crazy. I think he's just calling out the guys who need to be called out. It needs to happen. When you say the guys like Nylander scored, Marner scored, Tavares got an assist. So just Matthews or I feel like he's just – Matthews isn't putting the puck in the net, so he's calling him out. I don't think he's just calling out Matthews. I think he's saying the fact that you're playing the Yotes, like you said, and these guys all should be able to put up points and do more than just an assist or one goal. You know, right. it should be it should be you know shooting fish in a barrel for these yeah. guys playing the Yotes. Right. You know, but. especially and then Kristen Fisher after the game afterwards talking about oh they got their three hundred dollars worth of each ticket. These fans did, you know, but hey. Mr. Fisher, just to let you know, I hope your team likes the uh, big welfare check that the Leafs write you every single year with the revenue sharing. Just put Literally, that out there. The There's a whole reason why you have a franchise, but we won't go there, buddy. But, um, yeah, so anyway, Sheldon Keefe, I think he's calling them all out. He wants more from them. And yeah. to your point, Pete, after the first half of the first period, those star players up until the third period really were just out there having fun. They weren't doing too much. There wasn't a lot of focus and physicality or anything going on. Yeah, I didn't look good. It it was a terrible game, man. Like that first period, like like I was expecting a freaking goal to come out of that domination in their end. Zach Cassian was in uh, in their defense defensive end for like over two minutes. And I was just like, like, why is this like not being taken advantage of? Like, but they're not, they didn't put we, the puck on we, the net. That's the no, thing. I know we pass it way too fucking much. You know, you know what the, the old saying is, you know, put the puck on the net, something good might happen. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, we're just you know, looking for something perfect. My house. Can I, can I say one coach, thing too? Go ahead, Pete. My house league coach would always say, Pete, a shot on net is never a bad play. But I don't know if that applies to the NHL. That was my motto. I just shot it <laughs> on net. The net sick. Well, listen, get the puck on the net and get something dirty, get something greasy going. You know, that's what I was saying yeah. in that game. But yeah, they only had nine shots in that first period. Like, what are we doing here? Like, we well, have to test them. We're not doing the anything with net, it. Right? They're just not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. not doing it. Now, hopefully, Nikki Bobby comes in and, you know, fires some pucks. But here's one thing I wanted to say. I told you guys this from the beginning of the season. He scored in his first game. The next three games, he's been nothing but an invisible passenger. I told you that not. can't happen. Dennis Malgin has been invisible. He's been he, – I told you, he can't score one game and then disappear for five. It's got to be – I'm noticing you do something. That's, that's it. But i got to be noticing you do something at least yeah. every other game, if not every game, at least one or two plays. But tell me where you see Dennis Malgin after he scored against Montreal. Where was he? I haven't he seen him. He wasn't there at all. I noticed in the game, like, and it wasn't just Melgan. I noticed that the puck was like literally bouncing so much, and we just like couldn't grab control of it at, at points in the game. And I was just like, like Justin wow. Hall looks like that damn puck's a grenade on his stick. He needs a reset. He needs mm. a reset. I'm not trying to be mean to the guy. He needs a reset. Justin Hall of Famer. <laughs> you, fun fact 40% of his goals have been game winners. That is a, such an interesting <laughs> fun fact. I actually love that. When he does, it's important. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to an offsides version of Jeff Merrick, Pete the Ooh, Heat, with geez. the minutiae, fun little stats that have just pick at your brain now. I love that. I love that. 40% of his <laughs> game winners. Isn't that wild? Where did you find that one? Uh, I, I heard it on someone's podcast. I can't remember. Gotcha. Probably yeah, it was probably insanity. from Jeff Merrick. It <laughs> probably. might have been. Jeff <laughs> Merrick. Jeff Merrick would know that stuff. He's you know, 31 always thoughts. Thirty-two nice. thoughts. Thirty-two thoughts, man. You know, yeah. Yellow and white laces on a Tuesday mean a victory. Don't worry. Let me um, ask you. Go. Oh, he liked one of those fans booing the guys off the ice. Would, would I be one of those one? fans? Would you? Would you guys be booing the Leafs as they come off the ice? It's debatable, like during that game. I'd be frustrated. Yeah, I, I'd be like, "Come on, guys! Like, let's get it together." This is like literally, basically a farm team. I even said it on Twitter. Yeah, and I, I, like, I don't know, Pete. For me, I'm more energy. I'd be, I'd be fired up on, trying to get the team going. Yeah, it depends like, how many beers you're in. Like, you almost got to be like a coach in the stands at that point. Like, yeah. get it. Get it together, boys. Like, let's put one in the back. Of the and game. then when Martyr scores his goal, he starts pointing to the crowd as if, I, I guess, to shut him up. Like, guys, that one's for you. Like, did you, you guys saw it, right? Like, I People think were that. so mad at that. I... Whatever. Hey, listen, guys, we want the NHL players to show character. Oh, wait, they showed character? Can't do no. that. Don't do no. that. Don't show personality. Come on. No, I love it. You can't. I love it. it. No, I trust me. I love it. I was just uh, – I'm with the guys at Center of Leafs Nation. And I said the same thing about Matthews. I said he needs to have a fight at home and just point to everyone in the stands who says he's soft and then go Shh, and skate to the penalty box after he dummies someone. How nuts would people go if Matthews did that? Just dummied someone and then pointed like the Roman Coliseum and just did the shh motion and skated the box. I would. I would go and propose to that. Everybody man. would lose their mind. And you know Matthews would do it, especially after this in Chicago. Oh, you yeah. know he and would do it. And then Patrick came right back. <clears throat> that was such a high-scoring game. I love that one. The Maddows of Madison, man. That was a yeah. great game. All right, guys. We'll switch gears from the Leafs. Um, not a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, the Jake Muzzin thing, we'll touch on that right now, quickly before we do switch gears. Um, hearing what Mitchie had to say again today, Really makes me nervous for Jake Muzzin. Um, the Leafs are saying all the right things. It's not a head injury. Um, you know, he's not on LTIR. He's on oh. just IR, which Ooh. is seven days retroactive to Monday. So he can come back to the Leafs next Monday and play. So it's not a long-term thing. For me, I look at it like this. I've told you guys already, my position with Jake Muzzin is 
load management the man. Let him out games off. Don't take him on West Coast trips. Whatever you need to do. When Jordy Ben gets back, he's your Jake Muzzin replacement, so to speak, on the bottom pair and your penalty kill. When physical is Jordy role. supposed to come back? When Jordy Ben comes back. When, no, when is he, does he come back? Oh, November 5th. Him and Lilligren are cleared. To, they can Physically, they can play now. But because of the LTIR they're on, they cannot return any earlier than November the 5th. Interesting, interesting. So, so they can skate and do all that stuff, but they cannot play until after November. What's the, sorry? I gotta understand LTIR a little bit better. What? So Minimum there's a, a, a certain time you have to stay on the injured reserve list when you're on long term. Uh, LTIR, long term injury reserve, is ten games or twenty four days. Gotcha. Ten games or twenty four days. Okay, I did yeah. not know that. So whenever it's – and it's always retroactive, right? That's why teams gotcha. always backdate it to a certain date when the injury happened. Ah. So the same thing with Muzzin with the IR. That's why they backdated it to Monday so you come back in seven days. Okay. But if you touch on Muzzin, the quality of life thing, when you keep hearing that from Mitchie now twice, really does make you nervous. I'm a dad of two girls. Obviously, for me, if something like that happened to me and I couldn't be around them, I'd be really upset and nervous. Um, you know, just the quality of life thing really – Kind of irks me, you know, you, you want a guy to be healthy and to enjoy his life. We all thought Crosby would be done at one point, but he's not. Uh, he's back after he took some time off to heal up. I say you bubble wrap Jake Muzzin, put him on LTIR, let him sit on ice for a few months, three months maybe. Let him fully heal himself. Let him fully heal. Enjoy time with the family. Get healed. Come back. Ramp up. Get ready in February. Be with the team February, March, and into the playoffs. You have a fully healed and ready to go thing with Muzzin. So yeah. it wasn't a head injury. It was a neck injury, right? Neck injury. Whiplash, yeah. yeah. So I just read that Marner had said if it comes, if he comes back at all, it will take a lot of conversations with his wife and his, and the team staff. Yep. I read Which, the same thing. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm very concerned for him. Like, Unbelievable guy, great guy in the locker room, but I think Listen, his wife doesn't want him to come back. That, that's probably pretty much it. And and Marner knows that. Marner is best friends with the guy. Yeah. Okay. And you look at your friend. I'll say it if one of you guys. You guys are going out and you're podcasting too hard, you know, and your voice is going and you're, you know you're spitting up blood. You know, I'm not going to want you to come on my show and keep talking. Like, go go rest. Go enjoy your life. Get out of here. <laughs> You know, that's that's the fun analogy of it. Sayonara, sucker, I'm out. Listen, you know, I don't know. I think uh, I didn't see the, the secondary part to that where he has to consult with the doctors and his wife. I see what Mitch said today about the quality of life again. Yeah. And, but I did. they did say, you know, at least it's seven days. I have the quote from the other day, if you want me to say it. Yeah, where where is it coming from, though? Alter? I think so. I haven't seen him yet, but, and like I've been saying a lot, that's probably my best friend on this team. Outside of hockey, this is way bigger. He's got two un- unbelievable daughters, an unbelievable wife, and you just wish the very best for him. You have so much to live for in this life with your family. Hopefully everything is okay with him. We're very blessed to have an unbelievable medical staff here that takes care of their players very well and knows what to do. Obviously, one of my best friends, brothers, really. So hopefully he's okay. Yeah, so, I mean, the secondary part, you know, consultations with wife and doctors and all that stuff, that's going to happen anyways. Yeah. But at the same token, even if he is coming back, I am in the camp, kind of like A. Topple said here over on our chat, uh, by the way, um, you know, bubble wrap him like Carey Price was and bring him back later on in the season. Jake Muzzin's a different beast. Um, you know he's not going to want to be out, but at the same time, if you can heal him up and allow him to just fully heal, not partially heal, not 90% heal, just go and shut down and then ramp it back up in February, get back with the team tail end of February, get in the minutiae in March when you're heading towards the trade deadline, See what he has, see what he is, and go from there. Because you know? uh, I, I, I don't want Jake Muzzin shut down until the playoffs, a la like a Kucherov, so we can use that LTR. So I don't want that. 
because then you bring a guy back from the most pressure cook situation, hasn't played for a long time, and you're asking him to go on to be defense, and he's a physical guy. That to me would be setting him up for pure failure. A hundred percent. I'm on the boat to just I I don't think he should he should be playing anymore. I like that. He he had like a neck injury. He had the back last year, and like he like one more, and like he's he's gonna be a vegetable or something. Like it's a, I don't think it's worth it. No, well, he already has his he already has his money. Like it's not like he's gonna be like struggling. Money, like Stanley him. Cups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's 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 done the the hockey's thing. The hockey is the hockey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about the trophy anymore. It's about conserving his body for the rest of his life and being able to be there for his daughters and, and wife. It's yeah. it, it's way more than hockey at this point. Yeah. Well, we will see. Obviously, the Leafs do have the best medical staff, I think, in the NHL, personally, the way they're able to bring guys around and the machines and stuff that they have to look at all these different things. So, hopefully um, – Whatever they decide and whatever Jake Muzzin and the team decide, um, obviously Leafs Nation should be behind it no matter what it is. Um, if he's coming back, I want to see him limited in his ice time. I want to see him – He has to be bottom pair. He has to be bottom pair. Yeah, I want to see him ease back in. I don't want to see him full board Jake Muzzin, at least for 10, 15 games. Allow him to get – I know he's going to do things and stuff like that, but at the same time – Every year, it seems like there's a key moment where Jake goes down in the playoffs. So, yeah, you know, all the best. There may be no conserving him, anyways. You know, it's going to be hurt in the locker room. You know, he's such a great leader in there, and he's going to, all the boys are going to miss him. And it's got to be so frustrating, too, to be like, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to leave this team. Like, it's so frustrating to have these first round exits. You, you know, he wants to help these boys succeed and get past that first round and even help them win a cup. No, nope, uh, yeah, I fully agree. Yeah. Well, beard offside, we wish Jake Muzzin all the best. Prayers Look for forward Muzzin. to seeing him all somewhere. Um, you never know who watches or who hears this. So best of luck to you, Jakey. We're praying for you, buddy. We want you back on the team one way or the other, whether you're on the ice or in the just in some sort of managerial role with the team behind yeah. the scenes. I know you'll be around. Uh, mm-hmm. Quickly, before we jump into we're going to do our divisions tonight. We're going to run through. We gave it a week to see everybody shaking out. Uh, we're going to run through them quickly, just put our numbers up there so we can get laughed at halfway and then all the way through the season. It'll be fun. Um, so, coaches on the hot seat. I told you guys to bring one to the show who you think is going to go. Uh, Petey, you're new to the town. So, who's leaving first? Fire, Lindy. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be Lindsay Ruff. And, like, I feel so bad for him. These fans are heckling him, and he's doing his best, and he's eating it too. He like I think his comments were like, "It's, it's on me. I I deserve this." I mean, not exactly word for word, but you know he feels bad coaching this team, and it sucks because they they have all these first round picks: Nico Fisher, Jack Hughes. Looks like they're going to be tanking for Bedard at this point, which is like, it's crazy. They're looking to be like the new Edmonton here. And I just, yeah, I feel bad for Lindy Ruff, but I think he's on the hot seat. All right, Dylan. I don't know every coach, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> I I think looking at standings right now, I think Minnesota should be higher up. Um, so I'm going to say Dave – Evis Evison. Dave Evison. Okay, yeah. Uh yeah. I think Minnesota should be in a, a way better situation than what they are. All right. Based off standings. All right. No, no. Hey, listen, I, I get you. I fully get you. For me, it's gotta be one and only uh Bruce Boudreau in Vancouver. Oh way too much expectation on that team. The only bullet they have in the chamber after signing all of those deals is to fire the coach. Sadly, so Bruce, Bruce was like just there, just got there. That's my only there. That's Bruce, my only there. It is. Oh, argument. Whoop, whoops, there it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that's the the only player that I can see being the one that are the only coach. Sorry, that can go. You're not yeah. trading any of the big names that you just re-signed. Sam you know, you're not. 
What's that? Jose's you know, coach is brand new too, right? He is, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, he's you're not finding any, getting rid of any of those. Um, that's the guy to me, man. Vancouver, that market yeah. wants blood. And Bruce, there you go. Because that's what they're going to be saying when he walks out the door because they're not getting anything done. And they're blowing leads. That's that's personnel. It may be on the players as well, but it's also deployment. Who are you putting out there late in the games? Who are you doing this with, that with? You know, those things. Who's not running hot right now? Okay, well, let's run this line or tweak this or tweak that to keep the game where it's at. But those things are just not being mm-hmm. managed right now. Really? Something that, uh, you know, somebody in Toronto should be doing a little bit more. Here's a, here's a question, guys. Someone's going to get fired, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a replacement? I don't know. Someone former New York Islander coach that might be hired in Toronto or anywhere? No, anywhere. Uh, yes. You think I don't think Barry I think I think Barry Wood for Vancouver. I think Barry Wood for Toronto. It's closer to home. I think Kyle Dewis will fire his boy to get Barry Trotz. He's check, checking his LinkedIn page right now. <laughs> Listen, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know if, he, if he'll fire his boy, but I think at the same time, I think that's a, a pretty tasty replacement. But the it thing is, is replacement, but it was players, we already know, don't like defensive-minded coaches too much. That's, it's going to be a problem. Uh, Matthews ain't going to score 60 this season under Barry Trotz. Ooh, nope. Numbers are going down, folks. But, yeah, those are the coaches we have in the hot seat. Who do you have in the hot seat? Uh, Let us know in the comments uh, of this podcast. But now we'll get into the divisions. So rub your hands together. We're going to go through this relatively quickly. This is just so we can show you where our minds are at. And then throughout the season, you can chirp us about our placement of your favorite team. Because I know there's a lot of different people. I saw you in the chats all last week and this week that talk about this show. So let's go. Um, Dylan Metro, what's your lineup? Metro. I'm going to go like eight to one. I have New Jersey, Philly, Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus, New York Islanders, Carolina, New York Rangers. You have the Islanders high. I also have Columbus very high. Yes, you do. What's your reasoning for Columbus? I think Johnny can put that team in a, beautiful position headed in the right direction i know like it would help to have like a top five pick but like i see a lot of these teams in the metro that are like you know they're either really really old or they're really really young and i could see it i could see a very easy slip of one older team to a, a younger team Nice. Make sure you send me this so I can hold everyone accountable throughout the season. Okay. All right, Pete, what's your Metro? Similar to Dylan, the Devils for eight. Flyers, seven. I got the Capitals at six. I got the Blue Jackets at five. Islanders with the wild card position. Penguins, three. Canes, two and New York Rangers at number one. So you, mine and yours would be pit your Pittsburgh and New York Islanders. I have the Penguins high. I mean, they're they're looking good. I think they're looking good. We got a full, we got a healthy Crosby, a healthy Malkin. Everyone's healthy as long as the goaltending stays stays good. I think they could get ten this year. So I'm I'm high on the Penguins. All right, James. All right, I'm running like this. I'll go eight to one. I got uh, I got CBJ. I got the Isles, I got Ooh. Washington, the Devils, hmm? Philly, hmm? Pitt, and then Carolina and the Rangers. You got so the, we all you have got Carolina the and the Rangers in the same spot, and Washington, I think, was in, in the same spot for everybody as well. You think um, Tortorella is going to make these Flyers work this season? Yep. They are doing he good. He has a way to do it. He just had. He has a short shelf life. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, two and a half seasons is towards his shelf life. Did it with the Blue Jackets. I, you could probably do it with the Flyers. And Carter Hart is actually Carter a good goaltender. As Carter well, Hart so. can he can fly. I mean, fly. He can stop. He's a brick wall when he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> he can fly into those pucks, boys. But no, fastest goalie in the league. That is one that I think for real. I think the the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers 
can definitely propel themselves up to standings. And uh, guys like Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee, Travis Konecki, all these guys playing and doing well. And by the way, uh, they're missing a key cog right now in Sean Couturier, who will be back later on in the season. So mm-hmm. it's another yeah. guy who's not even playing yet. His injury is not as serious as it, <clears throat> it's not seizing ending. So it's not Ryan Ellis, which is good. All right. What's next, James? All right. We're going to switch over and we'll go to the other side of the ledger. Let's go to the Pacific division. Dylan, you can kick us off. Is Dylan? Dylan didn't do his homework. So he's trying to do it on the fly. Sorry. You were frozen for a bit. What's yeah. going on? He I wasn't hit. frozen. He was just. No, I was frozen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it me? Sorry. Yes, it's what? on you, sir. It's on you. What uh, What division? Sorry, I didn't hear anything. Pacific. Pacific. Uh, eight, San Jose. Seven, Seattle. Six, Anaheim. Uh, five, Vegas. Vancouver at four. Edmonton at three. Kings at two. Calgary at one. Everyone's high on the Kings. I just, all right, all right, all right. And what do you got there, Mister okay. Peter? Peter, um, I got, I got the Sharks at uh, number eight. Uh, we're going Canucks for seven. Kraken, Kraken are going number six. Uh, Ducks at number five. Kings holding down a wild card spot at four. The Vegan Golden Showers at number three. The Oilers at two. Flames at one. Who'd you have at two? Sorry, Oilers. Oilers. Oilers, yeah. <laughs> Connor, Mr. Connor McFuckboy himself. I wanted to be different. I think that um, we're all pretty close with yeah, the top three, I think. Um, for me, I have Seattle last. Just don't okay. see them pulling themselves out of that bottom spot. San Jose has some talent, and they may do That's some true. things. So we'll see what happens there. Vancouver, again, lots of talent, but I think the season's in disarray. And I also don't want to see Ilya McKayev in the playoffs. Sorry. You <laughs> He's injured. He doesn't matter. He's playing again. He came back last night. Oh, is he? Uh, Anaheim would be my next one, even yeah. though I want my boy Mason McTavish to do well. And then I got Vegas, the LA Kings. I'm high on them because for so long, they have accrued so much prospect capital, and now it's starting to hit. The Velardi's, the Byfields, the Turcotts, you know, the the Mikey Andersons, all those guys. Everybody's starting to come of age and play well. So that team could be a wagon. Then you got Edmonton, and then you got Calgary. Yep. That's not bad. Seems pretty easy that way. Everyone's going Calgary, Edmonton 1 and 2, right? Nope. I got Edmonton 3. Oh, you got Edmonton 3. Yeah. Calgary, L.A. I I think the young young core in – in LA and the veteran players there are, are a great mix for them. I'd say so. I, yeah. I, listen, I, I agree with you. Like I just said about the both prospects finally hitting. Yep. Right. And they surrounded them guys like Kevin Fiala and Philip Deneau, you know, so they did well in doing yeah. that. Victor Arvidsson, another guy they brought in as well. So yep. yeah, no, they did the, the right mix for once over there and it's going to work out, I think. All right, Pete central division. You were on the clock. Central. Okay, we're staying in the West here. I got the Blackhawks finishing last. They're in the Connor Bedard race. I got the Arizona College State Coyotes coming in at seven. I got the Jets at six. Minnesota is going to miss the playoffs this year, guys. I have them at five. I'm going to have the Stars holding down a wild card spot at four. Predators, three. St. Louis Blues at two, and then obviously the Avalanche at one. Is that like last year's standing too? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It could be very close. Very close. Very close. close. Uh, Predators um, go down to the wild card, I thought, right? Yeah. 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 The only one that jumps off the page to me, obviously, is Minnesota. Yeah. You know. But I mean, this is one of the years where they're going to be hampered by Zach Parise and Ryan Suter's numbers. So they can't really do too much to augment their lineup. So. Don't know how Mark Andre Fleury's feeling this season either. That could be a disaster it, of a signing. I think it could be like a first round exit, but um, 
I'm very high on their young core. Like I could see Marco Rossi going that Matt Boldy kid, the stunt. Matt my fantasy, one of my fantasies. I don't know what one he's in. He's doing dreams. <laughs> I like the wording on that one too. That I, it, I it's not in the ESPN one. That's why I said it. Gotcha. Okay, so my central is Chicago, Arizona, Winnipeg, Nashville missing. No. I got St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas, and Colorado. Dallas, you got Dallas pretty high. Dallas pretty high. Yep. All right, you're liking what the Dallas are there. I, I like Jake Ottinger. He's a good goalie. I like goalie. Jake the Otter. The Jake Otter. The Otter. The, what otter did I the other night, Jake Robinson. <laughs> oh my god, That's amazing! Jake Robinson. Yeah. Robertson. Jesus Murphy tomorrow the Robinson yeah. bone. <laughs> All right, so I got the Central shaking down like this. I got Arizona. Oh, okay. Dead last. I got Chicago. I got Minnesota as well, way down there. I just don't see Marc-Andre Fleury pulling out of the fire. Mm. I got Winnipeg missing. I got St. Louis in the wild card. Yeah. I got Dallas in third because I think, yeah, they're going to do some things this year. Nashville, second. Just feel like there's something in the water in Nashville that they're mm. going to turn it on. And then Colorado. But I made this before I realized that Gabriel Landiscog is out for 12 weeks. James? Ouch. Yes. That is, that's a big boo-boo. Yeah. I didn't read. That's my fault for my fantasy pick there. Didn't know it. But you were right, James. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm right every once in a while. All right, so we have the last one, the one that we are all involved in more than any other division within the NHL, and that is the Atlantic Division. I will uh, I will let Pete take this one first. I'm very interested to see where you guys fall. I want I feel this is so tough. I almost wanted to like change it because I'm looking at the Habs. I know they're bad this year, but Martin St. Louis is gonna make these guys skate. I'm I'm ch- I'm changing my thing here. I'm going Sabers at eight, and then I'm going the Habs at seven. Red Wings at six. The Bruins missing the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. I have them at five. The Senators are gonna catch. They're gonna hold down a wild card spot at four. Panthers at three. Lightning at two, and your Toronto Maple Leafs, ladies and gentlemen, will win this division. You heard it here. That's impossible. Do you know who the Leafs are? It's four games in. They're done. They can't win the division. I must be crazy then. I must be absolutely out of my mind. The only one I have a little trepidation towards is uh, your pick for the Ottawa Senators. Um, (laughs) You won't. You won't like mine. I think they got good goalies. I I don't know. Their defense is a little Talbot's nasty. Mine's aged. I think Talbot goes through the same thing Mark Andre Fleury is doing. They're gonna pick up a goalie. Anton Forsberg. He's. They're gonna pick up. I like him. They're gonna pick up a goalie. All right. All right. Listen. Listen. I have all the respect in the world for all the moves that Ottawa made. All the young players coming along. Everything they're doing. I still think they're a year away. I think but I do think they'll make Boston. it troublesome for a lot of people. I will. Did you guys watch the Boston Ottawa game last night? It was insane. Their goal, Swayman, <laughs> bust. I don't. I think. I don't think he's going to be able to, <laughs> Thanks, be able to hold on. Glad, glad you said that, there, Petey boy. That's my goalie in fantasy. Bust. Bust. <laughs> bust. And I got kind of hot. Got out of hot. All right, Dylan, what's your Atlantic division shaking out to be? Please tell me it's better than Pete's. No, it's not. It's, uh, you know, I like what you said there, Pete, about, uh, you know, Montreal sliding up. But uh, I am, this division, I think, was the hardest for me because I've watched every single team just dominate. So I'm going Montreal. I got Buffalo. I have Detroit. At five and missing the playoffs, I have Florida. Four, I have Boston in the wild card. Three, Ottawa. Two, Toronto. One, Tampa. He's higher on Ottawa than I am. (laughs) Was that better, James? 
He's in shock right now, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is, what it is, boys. If you want to put them that high there, um, oh, boys. Okay, my reasoning here. Go and look at Florida's defense right now. Oh, no, I trust me. I get you on Florida. And I think I think right now with Boston not ha- – well, they're doing okay, but with Boston uh, having McAvoy and Marshan out for that long, I don't I don't know if they'll catch everybody that quick. No, I think Boston's going to do just fine. See, finding peace is pretty good right now. All right, let me run through mine. It may be boring. Oh. I got Montreal last. Buffalo, Florida. Really low. Wow. That is Florida, a hot, hot, hot take. Really low. Yeah. No, no Aaron Neckblad. He's gone for a long while. Yep. Their defense does not look good. Um, losing Huberto and Uyghur was a lot bigger a blow than I think they're going to realize. No Anthony Duke declare this year either. So he's not there. There's a lot of things missing in Florida, folks. And then you got Bobrovsky wondering if he's going to have a goaltending job because of the fact that Spencer Knight's supposed to take over. Spencer Knight wanting more playing time. He may get frustrated. Lots of things going on there in Florida. That Send really him to Ottawa. Happen. It'll help me in my <laughs> prediction. <laughs> then, uh, then I have Ottawa. Then creeping into the wild card, I got yes, Detroit. Boston. I do look. Go look at Detroit's third line. That is a big ass third line. Who can I do? Can't, I can't say. I can't say that I. I. I can fight that one. They. They have put together a solid team. They got two starters. I like Billy Huso. They have a solid decor. Like they have a dominating young. And they can put the puck in the net. Yeah, they have solid snipers on that squad. Hundred percent. I can see it happening. I can see them sneaking up and, and catching some points, and they've done it so far this season. Yep. Beating teams they're supposed to beat to get those points. Um, then I have the Boston Bruins. They just won't go away. If Patrice Bergeron is there, they're there. Yep, third. Boston's third. Then I got Tampa, and then I got – I must be crazy too, Pete. I got the Leafs going high. Okay, can I tell you my reasoning why I don't want Toronto to be number one? Because the President's Trophy curse. No, no, I not like it has nothing to do with President's Trophy. I didn't even like think about that. I don't want them to push so hard that they run a, run out of gas. You want them to peak out. at the right time. Yep. That like that's what I want. I don't I don't know if that will happen, but Tampa, Tampa Bay is not looking good, so that I could be. They're, they're last place in the division right now. Tampa, I know, and and I project them to be at one. So. Yeah, no, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. will take over. I understand that, but yeah, I don't know. Well, there's our divisions right there, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to put these into stone. I'll make sure I have them all done up. So midway through the season, we can go through them and just see who is crazy at that point. And then (laughs) at the end of the year, we can see and celebrate who's guessing brain is better than the rest of ours. But I really think that at least one of us will hit somebody's on something. Who's guessing? I use advanced stats <clears throat> and bullets for this. You know, you I, I know what you did. And I, I'm not going to, you know, maybe I will write I know you got Kyle Dubas over. I got my hockey I know you did. But ladies and gentlemen, want to do a little bit of a preamble here for what's going to happen here with Offside coming up in the next couple of weeks. Sunday will be my last show. For two weeks. <laughs> you should have played that way better. <laughs> I can't do that twice in one season, Dylan. Uh, we kicked you. off the first episode this year, leaving everybody speechless. The amount mm. of DMs I got was like, what? Mm. <clears throat> you even had me. I was just like, wait, we're heading in a different direction, and you just brought me on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for two weeks, it'll be these two guys right here. You might see uh, producer Clark swing in. Um, you know, Clarkie has been known to to help out when I step out. So, but it'll be their show while I'm gone. So whatever mm-hmm. they want to do, whatever they want to say, uh, we have formats we follow. But hey, it's offside hockey talk. Whatever comes up, comes up. But show them the same respect you would show me. Uh, enjoy the show, follow the show, like the show, pump it up. Let's go. 
but also, I will not be doing any prediction season for two weeks. Ooh. It is my first time since 2017 that I will not be having a game day video for each game. And that's pretty huge for me because I I even done game day videos on big milestone moments in my life. Um, you know, because I find it something cathartic. I love hyping up the game or just being involved in it somehow. So it always makes me feel better, even if it's a bad thing that's happened. So it's crazy to say that I won't be doing videos for two weeks, but hopefully by then Leafs Nation's no longer on fire because it seems like a good time to get to take two weeks off and go to Disney World and hang out with Mickey the Mouse. So we'll see. But anyways, I wanted to say that because the show is going to be great with Dylan and Pete. And I know, Pete, you just jumped in, but, you know, I'm not canceling. I'll hold Disney. your hand. Don't, don't kick me out, guys. Come on. I'm not that bad. <clears throat> I'll hold your hand. Don't worry. Okay, perfect. But it's going to be awesome. One thing we were going to do tonight is I, I've been saving one, saving one to open. So I guess what we can do here is it's going to be me versus Dylan, and Pete the Heat will be the referee. I'm so upset, boys. I went to Tim Hortons like an hour and a half before this pod, and I was I was, went through the drive thru I was like, hey, you guys got any hockey cards? I'll take three. No, sorry, we're out. Okay, Boston Cream, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I would have drove down the road to my next Timmy's. I know there's lots of Tim Hortons around. There is, but I'm not – I wasn't going to do Making them feel bad. Yeah, you are making me feel bad. I'm making you the guest referee. That's okay. like the well, best thing ladies and gentlemen, we've got a big pack battle between James and Dylan. Gentlemen, rip your packs. Mine ripped so poorly. Oh. Reveal your good card last. Oh, okay. correct. Okay, first up, Leon Dreisaitl. Ooh, first up, hit. Lucas Raymond. Lucas Ooh. Raymond, not bad. Not too bad, gentlemen. That's a Ooh. good first card for both of you. Second up, Troy Terry. Troy Terry, that's all right. Love me some Terry. Listen, I'm going to get some score, some points here. Ilya Shesterkin. Oh, no. The eager. Look well, at least, at least I have a goalie Here's... to protect myself. I got Carey freaking Price. Oh, Carey Price. Gold I see your Carey Price, but I raise you the reigning Rocket Richard. Oh, no. Oh, Matthews. Oh. Unanimous decision. We give it to James. What a card, ladies and gentlemen. Austin That's an Matthews. easy job in this, in this podcast universe. Boom. And while we were on the, uh, the old show, I was pulling some cards, too. Saw that. What is this? Spectrum Nylander guy. This one's nice, though. This one's nice. I like those. The flow of time. Div pulled one on TikTok and he got Ovi. Wow. Yeah. No, I like that one. That's got to go into sleep. But how how about that? Pulling out the Austin Matthews for the win. What a hit. What a hit. I saw him and I was like, oh. It's over. You're you're accomplishing this. I saw, I saw your look. You're like, oh, I got your and It's already over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. pretty good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. Make sure you check us out every single Sunday and Wednesday. We are here. We do videos before the games. Check out Pete and Dylan over on TikTok D434 and at Pete to Heat. That's Pete to Heat with the underscore at the end. Check them out on Twitter as well. They're both getting a little more active over there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the show for tonight. We will see you Sunday night.